Well, guys, it's Michael here. Uh, have no Brian with me this week because he's back home in Iowa while I'm up in Minnesota talking with some amazing people that I'm so stoked to be able to know and call friends. Um, I have the band Tightwire here, so I have Paul, Parker, and Tane. What's up, guys? Wait, we're friends. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, dude? Thanks for coming and hanging out. Well, dude, thanks for letting me stop by and... Do all this fun stuff. Yeah. What? Uh, so you're in you're in Minnesota. You're in Minneapolis for a week. I leave Sunday. Got here Wednesday. Oh, you got here Wednesday. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, just kind of hang out. Yeah. Getting away from work and being at home. So spent most of the day today at the Mall of America. Oh really? Because I'd never been before. So uh, what did you do at the mall? Went to the arcade. Um, Played some putt putt. Did you go on the SpongeBob coaster? I did not. That shit is intense. Yeah, it, it looks very intense. That's the best roller coaster, I yeah. would say. You just like drop straight down, fucking just like, you just, <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> and you see like the like the animation or like you know you see the statue of like SpongeBob and yeah. Patrick and they're like they're like eyes are coming out of their head as you're like <laughs> like it's super intense. That's actually what it's like. Yeah, like it really I, is. That's like the first roller coaster that I've ever ridden where. When they take you up to the top right before the first drop, you're actually going 90 degrees vertical just for the going up. You're not going at like an incline, a steady pace. Yeah, yeah, straight no, up goes straight up, up and then yeah. down. Yeah. Um, but that is, you, yeah. you shouldn't, you fucked up. I know, I fucked yeah. up. Uh, we're supposed to go to the arcade bar tonight. Oh, up down? Which one? Yeah. Up down? Yeah. Up down? You should, Dude, that's good, or like tilt is pretty good too. Like, that's if you like saying. pinball. You should try to hit both because they're kind of in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. So also, I was supposed to say open invitation if y'all want to come. I don't know what your schedules are like. <laughs> well, up, yeah, I might go up down. I live like right next to there, so it's like. Well, the arcade that was at uh, at Mall of America, apparently on Thursdays you pay like ten bucks instead of doing the forty credits. You can do unlimited credits. You just don't get any like the tickets mm. to like redeem for prizes. So I know like on Sundays they have like a deal where it's like you pay like. I don't know, 20 bucks or something, and you get, like, a six-pack of beer and, like, a fanny pack full of tokens. Like, a six-pack of Tall Boys and then, like, a fanny pack with, like, a shit ton of tokens. Is that the fourth floor? Is that yeah. on the fourth floor and they have, like, a bowling alley? Yeah. Holy shit, I have such a great story. Um, so my friend Lindsay, who works uh, for this uh, sushi place called Masu, mm-hmm. um, they had a company party there. And I was hanging out with her, and she's like, oh, I gotta go to this company party. Um, and we were drinking or whatever. And, uh, and she was like, Oh, you, gotta, you should just come with me. Like, you know, be my date to there. And I was like, Okay, fuck it, let's go. And I was hammered. We had been drinking tequila, I think, like, because we both worked at the Triple Rock, and we'd stayed up the entire night beforehand. And so we, and, and we like fell asleep, but then we woke up and started drinking tequila. Matt yeah. Webster was there too. But Matt dipped, he didn't go to the party. But I remember. We started drinking tequila at fucking noon, and this employee party was at 8 at night. And so we showed up, and um, 
I kept drinking tequila, and I, I must have spent like a hundred and fifty bucks on tequila shots because that bar is super fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, and we went bowling, and right when I went to throw the first ball, I fucking like like it stuck on my thumb, and I fucking like flew forward, <laughs> and it jo- it jostled me. That's and like I, some cartoon shit. Right? And, and I, I like I didn't fly, I didn't slide all the way on the fucking uh, like the lane or whatever, but I slid, and a bunch of people laughed at me. But it jostled it jostled me in such a way that I walked back, and right by where the balls come like back or whatever. I just fucking threw up all over that thing and then I just left. <laughs> like, I didn't even say goodbye to Lindsay. She wasn't playing. Like, I just threw up. Some people, like, looked at me and I was like, I'm, I gotta go to the bathroom and then I just left. Dude, that's our next music video. Dude, right? it was so fucking crazy and Dude. I feel bad for whoever, whoever, like, it was I a thought... Night, nice night out. I thought, I, like, our merch guy, Dan, um... We on our first tour with Bottle Rocket, we were in St. Louis, and remember how drunk he was uh-huh. at that um, at that bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. I was really hoping he, he was, was going to do the same it. thing, and then we would have just left. But instead, he was responsible. He went to the van, and we got to eat free pizza. And well, he threw up later. That was such a fucking cool bowling alley. Like I want to yeah. go back there when we play St. Louis. Uh, next was time. it the Flamingo? Yeah, or something like that. Speaking. Have you been to St. Louis? Oh, yeah, I have been to St. Louis. Uh, we played at. The, the the one place where everyone got robbed gets robbed. Oh Jesus! Uh, uh, Foo bar. Oh yeah 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 that's the place yeah. And that chick fucking kept Taylor tased you guys. Well, was she there was a, so there was a chick at the bar at the show, and she had like. Like, me and Dan were just, like, sitting there talking to each other, and then we noticed that this chick, like, kept bringing out this, like, she had a taser in her purse, and she was, like, like, tasing people, like, for, like, a millisecond. <laughs> Guys kept going after her and be like, hey, just tase me real quick. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And, like, and they're like, ah! And I was like, dude, Dan, we have to go over there and get tased real quick. <laughs> and so I was like, so I, I went over to her and I was like, hey, hey. I don't know you, but you got a taser. That's pretty cool. Like, I was like, real quick. <laughs> and I, like, my shirt. And she's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, so it's like, oh, my God. Like, it was like, it was like half a millisecond. And I just, like, freaked out. Oh, my fucking God. Like, that was, like, it was, like, so intense. I can't imagine getting tased, like, for more like, than a second. What if yeah. Like, a second of that is crazy. Like, you don't want that shit. Yeah, well, but, what was that experience like? Was it like a, like a, what was it? Like a, it's like, it's like, it's like, it seriously felt like, uh, like just a thousand needles are just stabbing you. Like, like all at the same time. Yeah. Just in that area or like all just, over? Just, well, well, like a lot in that area, but then like all over your body goes, <laughs> like you just like, <laughs> you just shake. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like it sounds like a good time. Yeah. I mean, I had I had to go through the experience. You try, like, you know, like, you know. It probably helped to have a little buzz on. Uh, oh yeah, I was like pretty drunk at that point. <laughs> <laughs> what would it take for if, if say say this happens again like we're on the road and someone has a taser, which by the way, she, that chick having a taser and tasing people in that bar like That has to be only shit you can get away with in In St. Louis. Because had that happened at the Triple Rock, the second anybody heard a taser go, you know, because it's fucking loud, yeah, you would be immediately out. Even if you didn't tase 
anyone if you just were all, like just like fucking would they, would they, would they that's like pulling out a gun oh. and just be like hey what I got any place in Minneapolis if you pulled out a taser at a bar they'd be like yeah it's, you're fucking done you're, yeah. you're time to go yeah, like, really. yeah. and so like for, for like, like, a line like and I remember like I remember watching her tase yeah, people there was like a bunch of guys doing that and like they're being that's like probably how she taser. Yeah, yeah yeah whoever can last the longest like okay let's go let's, let's get out of here dude yeah. That's so fucking insane. But um, do you think that if if that happens again and uh, and like we get you drunk enough, do you think we for like footage we could get someone to tase your balls? We're putting it out there. It's gonna, I'm sure like there's somebody yeah. out there there's right someone now that's, that's like gonna tase. Gonna listen like, to this and be like, hey, stop right my now. city. Let's do this, dude. I, oh, yeah. My ball, like. I don't know. That's your balls. What my balls? Like yeah, that's like, like that's, that's, that's a little balls. like hardcore. Like, I feel I like before you even suggest like, you that, just you have my get stomach. That was like yourself really before you even suggest that to somebody and, else. Like, I don't know. I guess if I got drunk enough, I'd probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, people? Get them drunk enough. So give me dry. Hey, internet world, <laughs> give me drunk enough. You can taste my balls. <laughs> oh, you come with my fucking mom. You heard it first. <laughs> right. Um, Damn. Yeah. St. Louis. That's uh, a good time. So have you ever tasted yeah. your own cum? I mean, we were talking about your run with Teenage Bottle Rocket. Yeah. One, how was that? And two, how did that come to be where you guys were able to go out on the road with them? Well, we did it three different times. I think we should just talk about the most recent one because that was definitely, I think, the funnest. Well, I mean, they were all, they were all good. Yeah. The Pegboy one was really good, too. The Pegboy yeah. one, dude. Pegboy's awesome. We love them. That is yeah, seriously like awesome dudes. the most, I mean, that is pretty unreal. It's still unreal to me that we got to play shows with Pegboy. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. crazy. I'm still pushing for, I can't say when the show is, but I'm still, there, there's another Pegboy show coming up that. I'm really trying hard to get us on just because I want to play with Big Boy again because mm-hmm. that'd be fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, those we so we did two little smaller runs like I don't know three three days the first time, four days the next time, and then what was the last one? Last one was like seven or eight days. With yeah, TBR. Like that. Yeah, yeah. TBR and who else was it? Oh, Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder, yeah. Which is crazy as yeah. well. That was wild. Um, cool dudes. Yeah. But yeah, those those guys are so fucking cool. Um, I think... I, oh, what I was going to say, and this doesn't answer your question, okay. but it's really hilarious for me. I told Ray about the about the... Hey, Ray, why are you changing your strings? And Ray thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever fucking heard. So Ray, the, Ray the singer, he, he, like... When we first went on tour, um, he was like, we were, we were like, hey, can we use some of your guys' cabs? Like, we just have our heads and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and it'll just make it easier. And and Ray was very seriously said, you use all of it. Use any of our shit. You can use our heads. We don't give a fuck. He's like, the only thing I ask is just don't ask me questions. <laughs> and that's that's what Ray wants wants you to do. He doesn't want you to ask him questions. At least at least us. He's probably nice to everyone else, but he's like, I'm gonna fuck with these guys. <laughs> Ray's Ray's awesome, but Ray Ray I think Ray has like this next level humor that I think that he does a lot of it for himself. You know, like it, he he's not trying to like you know do a gag and then like you know yuck it up with the rest of the guys. Yeah. You know, like 
he, I think a lot of his humor is like for himself, but, but do you know how hard it is to not, he probably, I hope he doesn't get mad that I'm saying this, but like, he probably like, do you know how hard it is to have someone tell you, don't ask me questions and then tour with them and like play collectively like 20 shows and not fucking ask somebody questions. Like you don't realize that conversations are based on asking each other questions. Like one day, like, like one day in Denver, we partied the night before with peg boy and we were out till like 4am. And the first thing I saw when I saw Ray the next day was like, Oh Ray. So fuck man, we stayed till four, man. How late did you guys stay up and he was like he was like Tane how many fucking times do I have to tell you no questions and he just walked away like stone cold just fucking walked away and I was like shit dude how do you not ask a guy fucking questions so what it ended up is I just was always nervous to talk to him and I think successfully when TBR was here last weekend I don't think I really asked him that many questions I think I might have asked him a couple still. because you learned you're like uh, uh, I, was till, I was too busy calling uh, Jen and Rachel and pissing her off. <laughs> oh shit, really? Yeah, dude, I was oh fucked up. I was fucking drunk. We went to the hotel room after the show, and it was Jen and TBR and me and Eric Funk from Dillinger Four. Uh huh. And uh, and we were having beers, and I was just like, I wasn't like so drunk that I couldn't hang, but I kept calling Jen from the bomb bomb pops Rachel because she just looks like a Rachel to me, <laughs> and I don't mean to do it, and I've done it to other people. It's not, it's I mean, it, I, I hope it, it, there in no way people interpret that as like something sexist because it's not. It's just sometimes I see people and I'm like, oh, you look like a fucking Dave. Dude, You're, I, I, I call called, you Dave. I I'm ca- sorry. I get called Daniel all the time. At work, and my name's Michael, not even close to Daniel. I know. And I just roll with it. But you kind of look like a Daniel. You look more like a Michael. Yeah, you do look like a Daniel. That's my first fucking night I met her. But did she, like, correct you at all? She, no, she was, she was a champ about it. She was like, she was like, I'm going to come up with a shitty fucking name for you the next time I see you. Okay. So I I bet she's going to call me something terrible, because we're about to go on tour with them and Master Truder in October, and I I hope she has a funny name, because I'll just let her call me. I don't care. (laughs) Um, speaking of that tour with with uh, Mass Intruder and everything, how long are you guys on the road for that one? Because you said October. I think that's the long one, the longest one of this year. It's on the internet. It's like what what we started on the fifth, mm-hmm. October fifth in Fargo through the twentieth. Yeah. So it's like, heads in Fargo. Yeah, so it's like two weeks, fifteen days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a couple Mondays off, but other than that, it's just straight shows starting in. Um, uh, fucking Seattle, and then we go down south a little bit. I think Tulsa is like the farthest south, and then we come back up and do St. Louis, and then Chicago, and and Madison. And we actually, this is the first tour that we've done. I think that actually fucking ends in Minneapolis, which is so Fine, great, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Every, every yeah, every, like our last one started in fucking Southern California. Or no, it didn't. It started. It started in like uh, mid California, and then ended in LA, and then we just had to fucking drive. So it's like we just we drove out, played a bunch of West Coast shows, 
and then had to fucking drive home. Oh, yeah. But we it's at least three played... Three-day drive. We played some cool six. shows on the way out. Man, that Rapid City show, still to this day, is one of my favorite shows we played. Was it, that was, like, cool. was it in, like, a VFW? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It was, it was like in a basement of an art house or something? Or a gallery? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, an art gallery, like, a, a kind of, like, a trinket shop okay. with, like, this mom and her two kids, like, ran. Yeah. And yeah. they were so fucking cool. And, and yeah. like, it, it was the it, most... Like I had no expectations for the show at all. Like it like, was like so one of those. So many kids showed up. It yeah, was ridiculous. It was one of those shows where a week before I was like, dude, like a week before we were there playing, I was like, dude, there's no Facebook page. There's no indication that you even have attempted. Like you told me you were gonna hook us up mm-hmm. with a show, and. Th- the kid maybe threw the Facebook page up like four days in advance or whatever. But he like the nice thing is is like high school kids, dude. You can just pull so many oh, fucking yeah. people, especially in a small town. But I remember showing up thinking like, oh, there's like there was two kids like hanging out downstairs while we were setting up, and I was mm-hmm. like, if we only play to the, these two kids, at least there's two kids that isn't that aren't the promoter. Yeah, yeah. But dude, yeah. he came through so fucking hard. It was just him. He played acoustically. And then us. And there was, like, 70 kids at the show. Yeah. They came out of fucking nowhere. By the time we played, it was just, like, it was packed in there. And they just, like, we were like, where did all these fucking kids come from? Yeah. Like, it was awesome. Well, see, I think that's the thing I've realized with Rapid City. Because Exit played there twice. And both times, well, especially, like, the first time we played, we showed up. And, like, the, the promoter, like... We, she had us go to her house, she made us supper, which one was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we kind of get there and we're like, okay, this is going to be like a shitty show. It's in a VFW hall. Like, all these old dudes don't want us here. And then it just somehow randomly got ass packed. Like, we were the headliners, and this was like their second exit, second tour. So, like, n- still, I mean, granted, no one knew who they were type mm-hmm. deal, but still, a bunch of kids came out, made killing off the door, killing off merch. Like, it was a great time. So, Rabbit City is like a hidden gem, I feel like. I guess I had no idea. Like, oh, 100%. I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't think I've. Maybe I have played a show there before with my other band, but I just like I don't remember because they pro- they weren't as good as the show. <laughs> you know, like so. But that was like a pleasant surprise. It was so good. Rapid City was the first out of town show I ever played. In my, I played in my high school band. That was their first out of town show, and we got straight up booed. <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Really? Yeah, because we played with like a bunch of hardcore bands, and um, I played in a ska band in high school. Oh damn! Yeah, you guys got booed. Yeah, we got thrown on a hardcore show, and we got straight up booed. Everybody left, and the people that didn't leave stood way, way, way in the back, and like booed the shit out of us. And, 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 Dude, the funny thing is about the whole thing is, like, it didn't even phase us. Like, we weren't even bummed. We were just so excited about playing an out-of-town show that we didn't care that nobody liked us. Like, it, like we walked away thinking, like, oh, that was so much fun. Yeah, let's play out-of-town more. But everybody, like, most people just left? Everybody left, and the people that didn't <laughs> booed in the back. God, that's, like, And, like, not, and it didn't discourage us in the fucking slightest. We were just so excited to be like, oh, we're a touring band, man. <laughs> what did you play in that band? I played guitar. I played guitar in every band. Up until up until this band, I've played guitar in every single band. This uh-huh. is the first band I've ever played. You didn't play bass. horns? No, I don't know how to play a horn. I mean, fuck. I'll play a, 
I'll, you know, I could try to play a horn. You kind of look like a horn player. You really do. Do I really? Yeah. yeah. I you kind of look like you play trombone. Or something. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Actually, yeah. you know what's funny? I can is, see you wearing a fedora. In, in, like, in, my, in my ska band days, I was always like, God, the, the, the trombone, it sounds like the tightest horn to play in a band, in like a rock-based band, if you're going to throw horns over a part. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You can probably hear a sniffing. Maisie's here. Um, Maisie's a doggy. But I always thought that playing trombone would be sick, but no, I've, I've never... I played, in, I played trombone really? in high school. Really? I kind of want to get back into it just so I can join a ska band, because it'd be sick. Coming back. Yeah, but I just hope I don't get booed. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. It's <laughs> it's okay. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened. Well, I mean, what's the worst thing that's ever happened? Let's go around. In the yeah, shows? What's, like, what's yeah, the worst, what's the worst, yeah, 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 what's yeah. the worst thing that's ever happened to you on stage where oh, you're just like, yeah. you're just awesome. like, fuck my life. I never want to do this again. Uh, I'll just start yeah, with you, Paul. Yeah, yeah uh, we'll just go. I was doing a coffee shop show, like, uh, right after high school, and, like, I stayed home in my hometown right after high school and, like, was working on my music, man, because I'm such an artist, and, like, everybody went away, but this was, like, Thanksgiving, so, like, all these kids that I knew, and I was, like, excited to show them the new stuff I was working on because they're coming back into town from out of school, and I booked this show at a coffee shop, and I had... Uh, been doing acoustic shows, but I was like, no, I'm gonna step it up a notch and do an electronic like show and play guitar on top of it. So then I was like, thought it'd be a good idea. I had borrowed somebody's PA for some reason, so I thought it'd be a good idea to bring my own PA to supplement their PA. And then I had, I had the songs already done, but like uh, I started programming programming them that day, and I didn't practice with the program. So like I brought them in. And, like, all my friends and, like, my family, my cousins were there, and it was, like, a holiday. And, like, I started playing it, and I realized I couldn't hear myself at all. And the track got off, because I couldn't hear the track, because it was going through the PA. There was no monitors. And, like, so, like, I had to stop in the middle of the thing and just be like, yo, I'm finishing this acoustic. And, like, uh, you could look at people's faces and just clearly, like, they were like dead like just like yeah. not dead but like they were spummed out and and like I let down my entire like family there's like there's, it was great there's no worse feeling <laughs> that yeah, sounds awesome there's and, no, go ahead I, and like yeah so I, I like shut off the electronics and like plugged in my acoustic and I was like alright guys here we go and just like I mean I finished the set I didn't walk off or like yeah, I don't know. You didn't throw in the towel. Like, I'm glad I went first because like I'm not gonna have the, the coolest story, but so like warming up to these. I mean, that's still better than mine. I'm because I was always behind the scenes, so I don't really have any good on stage stories about things going wrong. I guess you didn't poop yourself you, on stage. No, I didn't poop myself on yeah. stage. So yeah, yeah, you just go out with, but, with exit emergency yeah. and stuff. You you never actually played in a band. No. Really? Yeah. But what was like? What's like the worst thing that ever happened on tour? I guess. Tour. Uh, besides playing shows in someone's living room for like two people, um, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, everyone's been there. <laughs> uh, so we were supposed to play this show in Nebraska, like on the way back from one of our tours, and the the local was supposed to headline, and then they told us as we were driving to this town, oh yeah, we had to drop. So we couldn't get out of work, so we're not going to be there. So it's just you guys. 
playing like this shitty dive bar. Mm. So we all just get fucking hammered. Because normally when we're on tour and I'm tour dad, I do the whole two drink limit, which is like you each get like two beers before you play. Two beers minimum. Max, <laughs> maximum. That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they could, I mean, now it's a little bit different, but back then, uh, and Thomas just was, Thomas would like to jump around on stage, and somehow he, like, l- jumped and then landed in the monitor, but just kept okay. going. His foot went through it? No, like, his butt. Like, he, oh, he slipped oh, and just, like, shit. ass first, uh, which <laughs> is probably, like, made that whole moment, like, get better, but, I mean... Hey, it's making your story sound way, way good there. Oh, there you go. See, yeah, that, but, getting... like, the thing about it is, like, the mo- more bummer story, like, y- like when you think about it, like, that's the... Y- yeah, it doesn't make for a great story, yeah. but at least that's the worst thing that ever happened to you on that's tour. That's true. It, like, Which is, like, not even that bad. It's really not. Like... <laughs> because it makes for good... It makes for, like... It makes for a good story when you have something really disastrous happen on tour, but living it in the fucking moment is like is like so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And just like I don't know. I I've, I've just had a lot of really because like I played in a band for 5 years that just did nothing but lose money doing our own touring. Yeah. That's all Charlie Siren was was losing money and playing for most most shows like I think we'd go on like a two week or three week run I remember going on three week runs and having no PTO having no like I don't even know how we survived but like just putting all of our own money in the gas tank and I think out of like those three week tours maybe two shows were like whoa worth it type deal dude that that was so cool every other show was like was like what why do we do this to yeah. ourselves? <laughs> we, uh, we've had those moments too as exit. Like, what's so, just going? Yeah. Like what you were talking about before, Paul. When you're like, when you're like looking out into the crowd and seeing not one interested person, and you're sitting there like, you worked really hard on yeah. these songs, and just watch no one really actually give a shit. You're like. Ugh. What am I doing? I'm just <laughs> I'm spending all this time to just stand up here and embarrass myself. I got like okay, so I got a pretty good story. <laughs> with, uh, I'll, I'll come in. I gotta I gotta take a piss, but you you start it and I'll. Well, uh, so so Dingus, my my other band uh, that I'm That's still right. in. You were uh, Dingus. Uh, so I moved to Minneapolis first, like originally back in like 2004. And, um, but Dingus was, like, still getting asked to play shows, like, up in Grand Forks, where I'm from. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, a five-hour drive from here. And, uh, so we would do that a lot. We'd, I'd, I'd drive back up. Like, me and Jonathan moved down here about the same time. We'd drive back up just to play Dingus show, you know? Because our guitarist was still living up there. Okay. And, uh, so, uh, one time we got asked to play a show in, like a high school gym in, like, Crookston, Minnesota, which is, like, only, like, a half hour away from Grand Forks. So about the same amount of driving, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, so, uh, <laughs> we, we drive up there, and, like, we get there, and, like, bands are playing, and then, like, we look around and, like, notice that it's, like, a, uh, a, like, an, like a, 
a show promoting abstinence or something. Oh, and we were like, we were like, that's kind of like whatever. Like that's whatever. That's weird. We didn't know about that, but it's like whatever. We'll play. And we're waiting, and we're like the very last band to go on, and like we play, we get like three songs into it and the guy's like oh man the promoter comes up to us he goes okay you guys gotta stop uh like the cops are here and so like you guys gotta quit playing like all right well thank you very much for dingus like i fucking drove up here from minneapolis to play this show (laughs) to play three songs (laughs) and then like the guy the guy was like i'm sorry about that guys like next time man next time great And he this same guy, all. so this same guy booked us another show in Crookston in, like, this public park. And uh, so I drive another five, me and John drive another five hours to get up there. And we, like, we get up there, and there's bands playing. And uh, so, like, we're, we're just kind of standing there, like, waiting for the band to get done so we could play. And, like, the cops show up again. <laughs> Like, no before we can way. even play. And <laughs> we're like, what? they're like, oh, you guys are canceled again. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What the fuck, dude? And that same guy comes up to me and goes, no, next time, dude. Next time. <laughs> and I, that time, I was like, there's not going to be a fucking next Go time, dude. Go fuck yourself. How about that? Like, I didn't say that, but I was just like, dude, oh, I'm not playing. I'm not playing any show you asked us to do again because I was fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> That's uh, so crazy. Or, like, the, that reminds me of the time when we were in Iowa City. Yes, I was there. Uh, yeah, you were there. Yeah, you were hanging out. And, like, we are like, oh, man, this is such a great house party. <laughs> they have, like, burlesque and shit in between bands. Oh, and, like, yeah. literally. Oh, yeah. The same kind of thing sort of happened to us. The last fucking band. And we're all set up and ready to play. And then the cops show up. And it's like, it's like so they got moved to... Um, the house, governor's, yeah, mansion, the governor's mansion, which I was stoked to play because I like, dude, Hyde, uh, fucking Heather Gable's band played played Governor's Mansion, like mm. a bunch of cool bands played Governor's Mansion, and I was like, okay, sick. So we went there, and and like there was. Like, this might be a little bit of hyperbole, but like, it felt like there was like eighty fucking people in crammed in this house party or whatever. It was a Halloween party. It was such a cool party. And then we got there, and maybe ten people from that party came over. Yeah, which was really that was. And so we played. But Chicago the next night was great. That tour was awesome. Yeah, that was the first tour we ever did as a band. Oh yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that was our first like. Well, it wasn't even. It was like a weekend. It was like a weekend. Yeah, Yeah. 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 you guys were drones. Yeah, that was when we were drones. Yeah, Yeah. Um, that was like a three day thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to like rifle through like what's. So I have. I have I. So the worst one is pretty embarrassing for me. Fuck, man, there's been a couple tours where, like, I've gotten physical with people. God, fuck. <laughs> I'm not a violent person. You know, maybe you're more violent than you think you are. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I stand up for my friends, and I the, th- the thing that bothers me, the thing, okay, so what I have to preface it is, stand up for my friends, that's a pop What I have to preface it is, is there's nothing that makes makes me angry to the point of violence than than seeing bullying. Yeah. I don't like bullying and it's really touchy for me. So if I see somebody getting bullied, in this case, if I think I see somebody getting bullied, I get physically involved. Well, this is where it went wrong. So it, it was in Des Moines, Iowa. Charlie Siren, it 
it was right when we became a three-piece. Wes had not been in the band, and we went on our first tour. Well, right before that tour, so I was playing in the band with Shelby. It was Shelby, mm-hmm. our old drummer, Travis, um, which I think Travis is coming out to our Kansas City show, and I'm so stoked for you guys to meet Travis. He's the Sweet. fucking best dude ever. Hell yeah. Um, he's, dude, I love Travis so much. But anyways... Um, so we played this show. We're a, clearly a pop punk band playing a fucking hardcore show again. Like we always get fucking put on these hardcore was that shows. The underground rock shop. No, it wasn't at underground. I've always had a great time at underground. Yeah. This was at a different place in like the downtown area, and it wasn't there. It wasn't like the Wooly. It wasn't. Oh, vaudeville mood. It wasn't vaudeville. Oh. It was like a weird place that was like it was like a DIY spot. Okay. We played on the floor in an attic somewhere in downtown. Um, but um, right before that tour, so Shelby and I were dating for like three years, and and I always told her I was, I was like it's a bad idea. Like she wanted to start. Like she Shelby started the band. And she, and she really wanted me to be a part of it. And I was like, I don't want to play in a band with my girlfriend. I just feel like it's a bad idea. What if we break up? Yeah. Not that I was, like, trying to doom us from the start. But anyways, she broke up with me right before that tour. Cool. So, uh-huh. so already it was an awful tour from day one. Yeah. And, we, and that was, like, us going all the way out to Boston oh and New God. York mm-hmm. and coming back. Oh, so we, Jesus. we had, we had, you know, you're like, you're like, hey, Shelby, uh, could you just like wait until we got back? Yeah, right? I, like, she fucking, I, I, dude, I, I don't know how many times I said that. And really, what, what's got to be worse is, is not even my anguish, but Travis being in the back seat listening to, to her and I fight on the road <laughs> the entire. Oh time like the only Ugh. times we didn't fight was when we had to show up and like be at a show Ugh. and that was just every night me getting blackout drunk and Travis having to babysit me and then uh, like then the next day driving and Shelby and I just fighting the entire time oh, and, Travis is back and, and, dude, Fuck and then tra- shit, Travis right? the, dude Travis quit right after that tour oh, I wonder and why. it doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all <laughs> I don't want to deal with this shit but the best, the best show. Of tour. I'm in a band with people that just broke up. Why would I stay in this band? Sign me up. <laughs> oh, you guys just broke up? Oh, dude, we should yeah. play like a ton more tours. Let's yeah, keep dude. it going. Yeah. No, uh, dude. So from the get go, it was fucking terrible. But we oh, so the best show of tour was supposed to be our homecoming show, the Minneapolis show. We were we were playing with um, with real friends and a couple of other. Um, uh, um, Oh, fuck! I really I was looking on my phone to try to find the other two bands, but I wasn't. It wasn't even real friends. I was excited about it was the other two bands, and they're so fucking good. And I can't remember what they're called, but we were so stoked that we were all, like asked to be on that show. So we were like, we set up the whole tour thinking, oh, we're gonna come home to this show, and mm-hmm. this is gonna be like the money. Um, which it was a great show, yeah. Even though I played it with a broken hand, but um, anyways, two days before that. Before our last show in Minneapolis, we were in Des Moines, Iowa. We played a hardcore show. Everybody was unimpressed with us. And then a hardcore band that was a local and known for having mosh pits where people will start fighting. Um, which, you know, I mean, that's that's just what somebody told me. Mm. 
I don't even remember the band's name. I don't remember any fucking band that was on the bill except for Remiss. Oh, yeah. Was on the bill. Remiss was the first show we ever played. The first show was Charlie Siren. We played with Remiss in this living room, and then we went and played in Iowa with Remiss, and we played on a, a vert ramp with them. Uh-huh. And those were two fucking rad shows. So Remiss played that. But anyways, so the headliner plays... And kids start going nuts. They have to, like, stop songs because people are getting, like, clotheslined to the fucking ground. Jesus. And, like, it's, like, yeah. all cement ground or whatever. And um, and and my buddy, uh, I think his name is Joey. I haven't talked to him in so fucking long. But he was homies with Remiss, and he makes killer skate videos now. But he came up to me, and he, you know, he, he is, like, small person that cannot defend himself but he wants to throw down the pit well somebody like he came up to me and he was like he looked like he was on the verge of crying and he was like this fucking asshole in the pit fucking clotheslined me to the fucking ground and I was like fuck this shit and like so already I was mad because Shelby and I had been fighting and then my buddy tells me there's some guy clotheslining so I, we're loading our gear out because I'm like, let's just get the fuck out of here. Let's go get drunk somewhere. I don't want to fucking deal with this. Like, yeah. we're not going to get paid. Fuck it. And as I'm pushing my cab out the door, I see this big dude clothesline this other kid from the back of his head. And so I just, like, slammed my fucking cab on the ground, and I ran, and I jumped in and fucking punched him as hard as I could. Little did I know that that guy was standing up for my friend. (laughs) And he was doing it back to the guy that kept doing it to my friend. The guy that got clothesline in the back was the one that did it to your friend. friend. And he was standing up for my buddy Joey. And I punched him in the back of the head. And he was a good person that everybody <laughs> respected and you and just immediately so, were the piece of shit oh, dude yeah so we left in shame we went to a house party and a bunch of people were like dude i can't believe you punched so and so man like he's like the coolest fucking dude and and then the next night we played a halloween show in south dakota with my friend hunter's band and my hand was black and i had to like suffer through the set and then that then the, the following night we played that big show and I totally just couldn't play but I tried to and we were a three piece and I was the only one on guitar and at that time we had all these fucking challenging parts that I could play if my hand wasn't totally fucked but I just we just embarrassed ourselves on stage Shelby's head broke that night um, so we had to use some stranger's fucking head and she didn't know how to work it and it was just a total fucking disaster so yeah, anyways. Like I, a good time. Yeah. yeah. So mine was definitely, I'm sorry to take up all the time, but yeah, there was just, there was a lot of other bad things that happened on tour, too. How many times yeah. have you been injured on tour? A lot. I feel like there's really? a few that you just show up and you're just like in a boot or something. Well, I just well, I feel injured. like he gets like injured, like. Yeah, dude, look at my like, fucking hand. Like, yeah, I know, yeah, I saw like, that. And not like from like tour, but it's like just Explain things that have happened to him. Like, was it last year or something? You broke your leg falling off that thing. Or I well, I broke my I broke my first leg, my <laughs> my right leg. I broke my right ankle and not my leg. I broke my ankle technically. Um, I was hammered at First Avenue and I fell down the stairs to the green room of Seventh Street Entry. <laughs> God, right. 
because I, I run a lot, so that's how I gauge like my healing process is like when I can run again. Yeah. Right when I was like at the back at like my ankle being okay for me to start running again. Literally not two weeks later, I broke my leg just on the opposite leg, just above my ankle, and was out of commission. It was the same injury, basically, other than, like, other than where the break was. The exact same. So I broke both of my legs in one year back to back. And then right after that, I broke my fucking ribs in a work accident. Uh, so you guys do have a new song coming out pretty soon, too, right? Yeah. For that split with uh, for your label? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's not a split, That's it's a, a uh, comp. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think most bands have new songs coming out on that. So that is out the 27th, yeah. which next is week. next Friday. Yeah. Uh, and we have a video that's going to come out with it a little bit I saw after. the teaser. Yeah, it's, so we did the teaser. We did the teaser. I'll show you the video. I'll sh- we'll just pull up the video after this podcast. Um, but... Uh, we're going to tease a little bit more of the song tomorrow because we're going to do a little video that has all of our, actually has all of our dates uh, for this next upcoming tour. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, that's what we have coming out in the immediate future. What about like your next EP? When's the ETA on that one? I, I think maybe we'll just do another full length. I mean, that's not bad. I don't know. Yeah. It, we haven't really decided, but I really so leading up to coming up here, I fully sat down and like jammed that that full length through multiple times, and it's in my opinion it's run really smooth. Like I forget that there's certain transitions between songs. Like it all meshes together really well. Thanks, man. And I yeah. really enjoyed it. Cool. I like what you guys are doing. Sweet. Thanks, man. Yeah. You know, you write a you write a tight pop punk record. And uh, you know I can't take much credit. It's mostly Paul. It's mostly Paul's songs. I think I have two songs on there, um, and both of my songs are attempting to be as catchy as Paul's songs. Yeah. But um, but thanks. Yeah. The the nice thing about writing songs, I feel like for this band is, at least in my experience, the 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 cool thing is is everybody that has like that's in this band we've all been playing our instruments for so long that it's easy like Paul shows up with a good idea of what he wants a song to be and I'll immediately just start learning like the the basis of it Mm -hmm. and Parker can just jump right in and dude we'll like we'll get we'll have an idea I mean Paul spends a lot of time before ever bringing it to practice so I can't say how much time he spends on it but it feels like when we do start writing a song by the end of a practice we have a pretty fucking good idea of how it's going to be and so it's really just nailing down like where do we want to riff or like like for me it's like fitting harmony parts to like what's going to be appropriate You know, stuff like that. But, like, man, it's... I've never played in a band that's felt easier to write songs in. Like, it just... You know, I say I want to do another full-length record because I just don't think it's, like, out of reach to just come up with 13 more songs. Because I think we just... You know, Paul has a really, really... Like, Paul's really tuned into like, how to write a good pop-punk song, and I can kind of fake it. And... (laughs) Um... But, 
You're in you some know. good shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like the songwriting... Go on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the songwriting process is pretty smooth in this band. Like, it's... I don't know. We... we we, we, I don't know. We come together pretty easily, and yeah, just like every time you guys have an idea, it's like, okay, we'll just we'll just we'll do this here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. You know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, that works. Yeah, fuck yeah, okay, let's do it. You well, know, I like, think that also a lot of bands like the way. I think that a lot there's of there's not bands, a ton of conflict. I no, feel there's like. no. Yeah, there's barely any conflict in songwriting, but I feel like the word conflict kind of shows up in in songwriting for other bands. In my experience, is everybody has an idea, like a different idea of what they want their band to be. Whereas, like, dude, the key, the key to having a really, really great band is getting together with with people and having like the same idea of what you want a band to be. Yeah. And if you can get to that point where where it's like we all like nobody has delusions of like you know nobody wants this band to be more metal sounding you know what I mean <laughs> like nobody wants this band to sound like nobody wants this band follows <laughs> well, but like I played in so many bands where it's like oh the drummer like even my first fucking band like we play, so I played in a ska band my first fucking band and our drummer worshipped Worshipped Slipknot, but we were the only, he was the only drummer we knew, and he was our friend, so he played. But like we were the only ska band that had double bass in our fucking band, and like like That's sick, though. dude. Can you imagine where like where like the struggle comes to like. It, co- it comes in where I show up and I have another song that goes, you know, like the fucking What are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? What are you doing? You told me the next song was going to be out I'm doing some badass shit. Shut up, shut up, Roy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what were we talking about? Songs oh, yeah. Oh, uh, like writing songs and stuff. New record, yeah. Well, we got to like, talk about the last time we were in Iowa, and last time we stayed at your place. Oh, uh, at the theater? Yeah, you still live there? No, I, so uh, I moved out last year. Uh, My buddy shit. still lives there, because he was going to renovate... So I kind of just got out so you could do that. But yeah, you guys stayed, and then we were sharks stayed. Dude, we gotta I say gotta, uh, I gotta apologize <laughs> for when I showed up at your place because I was just a fucking mess. Like, we gotta tell them why and like what, the, the story that oh leading up to it. Oh my god! The story leading up to this because it was bloated cat fest, well, right, wasn't it? Dude, no. we, look, it I was the only like soberish one, so I feel like I no, should. it was totally bloated cat fest. It was totally, but I feel yeah. like oh wait, no, I feel, yeah, but, so like, you said, I, you said like, it. let me my tell this twice when I was living at the theater. I forgot that Tightwire stayed once, and then Charlie Siren stayed once. That was yeah with we, we were sharks. Was, yeah, yeah okay, sharks. sorry, I got the Dude, tied together. No, I just like yeah, I was like I, I like got really wasted. Yeah, because you, you guys pulled up in the back over. alley, and then you, there yeah. was a garbage can in. Your yeah, because I was like in the passenger seat, yeah. like puking That's in the right. garbage okay. can Dude. that was like there, and then like. 
Yeah, well, and then we, I, I remember, like, getting to your place, like, oh, this is, this is cool, sweet, and then <laughs> it was, like, immediately, <laughs> like, oh, just falling and passing out. Well, Paul has Dude. a great story about how we Dude. almost went to jail. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, yeah. That's, this was the night that um, Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather, yep. right? So there was a ton of, like, extra people in the bar just to see the fight, and yeah. it was, like, uh, weird vibes, like, between, like, the people that wanted to go to the the concert or the show and like and the people that were just there to watch the fight because they were playing the fight and they stopped the festival like Exploded Cat Fest just during this fight like what? no bands were playing I don't know if you guys remember that but I remember it vividly I, I, I took off I and well anything. you were passed out you were passed out in the van and like by the time the show was over uh like Parker I found you on the DJ booth, like, like just, like, <laughs> d- grooving. You're dancing, like, doing some hip shapes. Hell yeah. I was like, Parker, it's time to go. And uh, I never really drove the van very much before. This is kind of early on. Were we still drunk? We were, we were, yeah, we were still drunk. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is pretty early on, and, like, I was like, well, I have to drive. Like, the Tane's passed out. Parker is throwing up in the van <laughs> with the garbage can. So, a good night. So, say. like... I was like, I got the, I got your address, yeah. and I was like, okay, and, and then like I was following my phone, and then I realized, oh, I'm about to go on a one way, so I stop, and then I, I back up a little bit in the intersection, I go the correct way, yeah. and then half a block down, you know, I see the lights, the cop lights in the background, I'm like fuck, this is gonna be bad, and so we pull over, and like the guy comes up, and he's like license, re- you know, the usual yeah. license registration. I'm like, okay. Parker's puking, he can tell. Tane's passed out. I'm like, he's gonna he's gonna pull me out of the thing. I'm gonna have to walk the line, do the nose touch, the alphabet, who knows what I'm gonna have to do. Yeah. And uh, as he's giving me my license back over over the radio, shots fired, shots fired, and this guy's face goes pale. He goes from cocky swagger, like tough cop, to like, oh my god. And like he he like he's like, go home right now. And we're like uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, like, we pull we pull into the driveway or, like, into this parking lot and just, like, take a deep breath. Parker throws up a couple more times. <laughs> yeah. And then we just drive in silence. No, Tane wakes up and he's like, what happened? Like, nothing. <laughs> I, oh, man. Is that how you remember it? Cause, like, no, I was awake when the cop, I, I was awake for the cop because you woke me up. Uh-huh. And I, I attempted to sit up straight. And, like, I wasn't, like, throwing up drunk, but I was, like, I was, like, tired. Because that was an all-day fucking festival. Yeah. yeah. And we had yeah. been partying, like, this, like, that's Since where... Since, like, two or three. The like, pro tip is, like, don't start drinking right when you get to an all-day festival. <laughs> yeah. Start drinking, like, maybe, maybe an hour before you're set to play. So... Yeah. But we actually were. We were set to play right away when we got there because we showed up and then we played. Oh, yeah. So, we loaded right onto the stage, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, Parker, don't but, feel bad because the two times that Exit went down to Missouri to play with our friends at a uh, thing called Barn Fest and then it was our uh, one friend's dad's, like, garage for the other show, um... You guys know about, like, Missouri's open container laws, right? Uh-uh. I don't. So, in certain counties, as long as they're not within arm's reach of the driver, you're golden. You can have oh, an open shit. container. Yeah. Wow. So, uh. we were in the band van, and we, t- we went down with uh, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> one, of our ba- one of our friends in, spicy. in Survival Soundtrack, 
So we have the van loaded full, and it's me and one of the former guitar players in the back of the van. We cross state lines at one. As soon as we cross state lines, we each pop open our coolers, which are both full, and just immediately start cracking beers. We don't play till nine. We got there like two. I was so gone, they had this thing called Witch's Brew, which sounds like a Missouri thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like in a tote container. It's basically like jungle juice, but right. I don't know if they cleaned out the tote container beforehand. Right, yeah. <coughs> I, was, I was bumming cigarettes off people. Apparently we went to, to, to Waffle House at some point. Right. Uh, TJ Wilt, do you remember T? You might. Yeah, I remember yeah. TJ. He makes fun of me every time he sees me because I crawled in the back of the van and I was like, the door won't shut. It's because I was trying to shut the door on my legs the entire time. <laughs> my legs were still out of the van. And the, the, I saw him like maybe within the last year, he, he, they played a show for like with us in the Quad Cities. And he was like, hey, Michael, that door ever shut? And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, oh, you don't remember? And I was like, no. It's like, your legs were hanging out the door in Missouri and wouldn't shut. I was like, shut the fuck up, TJ. Stop making me relive these nightmares. Because the whole way back, I kept having Joel, who ended up having to drive for us, because Thomas is too blitzed, too, uh, just so I could puke on the side of the road coming six hours back to Iowa. That's great, man. Yeah. Missouri has beat me twice, and it sucks. (laughs) Well... Oh, misery. <laughs> misery. I did not know about that open container law. That's crazy. Really? Well, I know what the I more, know. The more you know. Yeah. I know. Start, yeah. Crack open a fresh bottle of Jameson right when we get to Missouri. And <laughs> well, thanks for the tip, yeah, no problem. I can't read Now it. I know how to have more uh, fun on tour in Missouri. My favorite, by the way, my favorite drunk memory, uh, my favorite memory of you being drunk, we just got done playing, you one of the shows at Gabe's in Iowa City, and you had somehow, you probably had it in the van. It was back when Charlie Siren was still around. It was a bottle of Crown, and you kept you finished it, and then you kept going over to this dumpster and trying to like shatter it in the dumpster, and you would like throw it in there, and it wouldn't shatter because it's super thick for those bottles. Mm-hmm. So then you somehow got it again and like kept trying and trying. And it was the funniest thing watching him try and break this bottle, which was not going to happen. Uh, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a story you wouldn't remember. I don't even. I don't even remember us buying a bottle of Crown. That's some like baller ass shit, man. Like. I, I remember when we first started doing Charlie Siren tours, like none of us had drank before Charlie Siren. And we would, we would buy bottles of ten high because it was like eight bucks for an entire bottle of whiskey. Jesus. And so we would drink the shittiest whiskey on the road because it was cheap. Yeah. Yeah. But that was back when a bottle of whiskey would last us an entire two week tour. Now an entire bottle of whiskey would probably last us like three or four <laughs> nights, maybe. Yeah. The last maybe. exit tour we ever did, we bought a thirty rack every single night of tour. Jesus Christ. There, granted, there was, like, us and Stars Hollow, so there's, like, maybe eight people. I just can't drink, like, like I've had, like, four beers tonight, and this is, like, the most beer I think I've drank in, like, an evening. Dude, I, I can't drink beer anymore. It fucks me up. <laughs> I think when me and Brian recorded the first episode, we each had at least six or seven. Uh, so there was a lot of... 
that going on. What, uh, how many? Uh, how many? How, what what episode is this? So this will be official episode number two. Um, oh great! Because oh, yeah. yeah, so you know, starting strong. Yeah. Uh, all that masturbation talk in the beginning. Um, we so like I was telling the guys earlier. Um, well, hi. Um, we, me and Brian had never done this before. I never used GarageBand, as you realized yeah. when we started. Um, so we did a lot of, like, practice episodes, and then we finally got our schedules working out correctly because he works full-time, goes to school, I work full-time. Uh, so our first episode was just us kind of going over, like, what's what's the whole game plan, and then this is us finally able to get bands in to do yeah. stuff. Uh, and like I was telling Paul earlier, we do have... We have you guys today, and then uh, next week, next Friday, uh, we're recording with the band in Iowa City. Um, so, Sick. what band is that? Nice. Uh, it's a band called Bane Marie. Oh. I don't remember if you know a band called uh, The Morning Exit. They were from Iowa City. Uh, that oh, was his old yeah, band. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Bane Marie is his new band. So we're gonna be sitting down with him and uh, one of his other members and kind of doing the same thing. We're in. Yeah. Well, this is sick, man. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, I, I don't know, let's close this up, man. Finish watching some Super Bad. Yeah, since what, we did start. Is there anything else you want to ask? Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing, well, two things, I guess. Um, on your band camp, when I was looking at, at like, the, the footnotes at the bottom, did you guys, did your label really find you from one of the dudes that did the report? Yeah, yeah, Eric... Eric from Dillinger 4. So this is actually a really good story, is we had six songs that we had recorded, and we had had our friend Xander do board mixes for us or whatever. Yeah. And we were like, like, honest to God, after we had got done mixing, and there's a picture, there's a picture of us the night we mixed it that I really love of us, and... Um, I think that we could use that to timestamp it, but literally, come, I, I remember coming back to the house and sitting with Paul and listening to the mixes and being like, man, fuck, I don't, I actually don't feel like good about these songs. And, and I was like, I'm just going to send them to Eric, Eric from Dillinger 4. Yeah. He'll at least give us an honest opinion. Like maybe we've just heard the songs too many times and or at least for me, maybe I maybe I've just heard these songs too many times, and that's why I don't like them. And literally, I I sent them to Eric that night. By the time I'd woken up the next morning, which was I think it was like 11 a.m., Eric had texted me at like 8 a.m. saying, "Hey, I'm sending these to Toby." At like 9:30, he texted me, "Toby loves them," and then. At like nine thirty-five, Toby wants to get on a call with you tonight, or like today, and talk. It was, talk, real, it and was talk. real quick. It, like, dude, by the, like, literally, I was bummed about the songs, and sent them off to Eric from Dillinger Four. That by the time I'd woken up the next day, I was set to talk to Toby to negotiate what we'd be doing for Red Scare. Wow. Yeah, it's which is like I knew it all so along. Man. <laughs> no, that is it, it's such a dumb. But it, it's truly like it's a testament to like if you play in a band and you really really want it, 
and you fucking if you just work and try to make the best songs you can it'll always come at the times you least expect it like the people who hold out like I've been doing this shit for fucking like 17 years man and every day I'm like god when am I gonna be done but I don't think I'll ever be done but like cool shit happens every once in a while like that yeah that was the coolest thing to happen to us and now we're consistently like like we get to go on tour like 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 when I met Jen last Friday she was like yeah I'm a fan of your guys' band and I'm like wow it just it's it blows me away to think that I play in a band where like other bands that I'm a fan of say hey I'm a fan of your band and that's like the coolest feeling for me personally like that's like I don't give a shit about making money just to like hear other people say hey I really like that thing that you've done or that you're a part of is like so rewarding um but yeah you just stick with it man and cool shit happens every once in a while it's a lot of lame shit though You have to do, like, a lot of stuff that you don't like to do. And Bands are and so much lame shit. It's like, it's As like, we all know. It's like, it's, like all, it's like 98% lame shit, but then that 2% of cool shit where you wake up one day and you're like, oh, shit, I got a record deal on it, and, like, what happened? That weirdly makes it all worth it. Yeah. I to me, imagine. at least. Yeah. yeah you know, that, sure. that times where you, like you land that show where you're like, holy shit, I'm playing with whatever. You know, like, cool shit like that keeps drawing, reeling me back in. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be in Iowa with Dylan Trafour. Yeah, and Dylan and Modern Life is War yeah, and I Arms saw, Aloft. I saw that. Come out to the, you should come out to that show. I don't, that's, like, still, like, three hours away from you. Two it? and a half. Two, two and a half, depending on how fast I drive. We mm-hmm. should come out to that show. It'll be fun. They're playing the fucking Metro in Chicago. I've never been to the Metro. We were right, right next to it. We played yeah. the place for... What's that place for? G-Man. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. G-Man, yeah. That's going to be a shit show. But, um... <laughs> Uh, we don't play any Iowa dates, um, but we'd love to come back. We should play uh, Iowa City. There, there, well, so we could work in Iowa City. There is a thing that happens every year in the Quad Cities at one of the breweries. It's called uh, Dive Fest. Yeah. Which is a bunch of just like fucking punk bands coming out and like just jamming out all fucking day. Is it called Dive Fest? Yeah, Dive. Okay. Oh, that was Dive Fest. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's, like, that's, that's fucking like, tight. That'd be dive fucking, Fest. Right? Like, that's pretty sweet, man. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> cut, cut that out. Cut, cut that out of your podcast because we're going to make that. The, that's going to be the Tightwire Fest. <laughs> dive Fest. Mini, mini, er, Minneapolis <laughs> Fest that Tightwire puts on is like D4 as D4 in July. Tightwire is going to have Dive Fest right here. But yeah, uh, so I know one of the dudes that uh, well, the the main dude that runs all that and sets it up, uh, they just celebrated. I think the one this year was their third year. Um, but there was bands from like Chicago, Nebraska, pretty much all over. Just that that'd be a sick one for you guys to do. I'm like. only gonna play Quad Cities if we're opening for Quad City DJs. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can work on that one, but do you know them? No, I don't. Oh I'd have to God. work on getting to know them. Dude, what was their song? Get on that shit now. Dude, <laughs> yeah, they made the Space Jam. The, uh, dude, the Jock Jams, heavy really? hit. Yeah, Quad, Quad City DJs. Oh, space Jam. All right, all right, all right. Oh, dude, hell yeah. that was the Quad Cities no DJs. No shit. Yeah. Really? Okay. Fucking Iowa, Iowa. Quad Cities, Iowa. <laughs> Quad Cities DJs. 
Did the spe- Space Jam fucking and, and so not only so that's the, the, that's the that's the artist that like a lot of people in that subreddit like the Space Jam subreddit have you heard about that uh, where no. they take the Space Jam song and they just like put it with other popular songs <laughs> and they just like say they do the Space Jam chorus it's Space Jam but they put it into a million other like <laughs> popular songs no it's a great subreddit and well, it's just the, like r slash space jam songs or something the group that made that song are from the quad cities in iowa and they're mm. called quad cities djs do you think that's their song that gets remixed over and, and over. over and over again dude, on that thread, dude how much money do you think they've made from that dude so much oh my god yeah can you imagine I mean, being from like like I think I just take it like and I don't mean like being from Iowa as being like the worst thing ever but like being someone from a small town can you imagine being like the like the Quad Cities DJs and having like you had this one track and then all of a sudden it's in this fucking massive motion picture where Michael Jordan is the fucking star of the movie <laughs> and it's all these iconic fucking char- cartoon characters like can you imagine like the excitement, like that's like the two percent. Yeah. Where I bet you they didn't do shit until <laughs> that song, and then some fucking random asshole that worked in Hollywood heard it and was like, "This would be perfect. We're gonna name the movie Space Jam." <laughs> and we're gonna name- <laughs> like they wrote the song Space Jam right. before the movie. <laughs> <laughs> They wrote the movie for the song. Yeah, like, like, like the guy in Hollywood goes, Dude, do you hear that song Space Jam? Dude, I got an idea for a movie where the Looney Tunes play basketball with Michael Jordan. Because they have to defeat these aliens from space, so we're going to call it Space Jam. Like, oh my god, that's genius. You got that from the song? Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> I just thought of it right now, like in the last 15 seconds. Oh my god. And they're like sitting and doing coke in like some <laughs> shitty bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Ron Jeremy's in the corner. This is definitely a coke. Uh, hey, can I get some of that coke? Yeah, dude. No, y'all, you can definitely get some of this coke. Dude, we just saw the greatest movie. Come here and listen to this shit. I wonder how many, I, rem- I wonder how many like million dollar movies. Movies. Just get made from coke conversations. <laughs> just, just get made from like some two assholes in a fucking shitty bathroom doing coke. And, like, <laughs> and then and oh and, and then in in the fucking Looney Tunes and then dude oh my god and then like they float over the White House and they explode it <laughs> with their lasers like dude, that's oh so, my god dude that's so crazy I work for Paramount I'm signing you tomorrow man. <laughs> uh, well I I feel like we should end it on that high note. Um, High and Coke note. High and Coke note. So go watch Space Jam. Go listen to Tightwire. Check out Dingus. Uh, just see everything that they're doing coming up. Um, any last words, guys? Die fest. Die, die fest. fest. Uh, die fest. Die fest. Die fest. Twenty twenty. And it's gonna be a real festival. Yeah. We we have a bunch of dates uh, coming up. Uh, well, yeah, in October. They're all on Tightwire, Tightwire MPLS um, is where you find our Facebook. We don't have a website, but we have Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, you can find all of our tour dates, and I think the closest to Iowa we're playing is probably Chicago. 
and we're playing at Cobra Lounge on Saturday the 19th with the Bomb Pops and Masked Intruder, and it's going to be a super sick show, and you guys are only like three hours from Chicago, so you should come out and hang out with fucking Brian Perfect. Because oh, yeah. he's the man. Brian, he's the shit. He's gonna oh, be hell there. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love Brian Perfect. And we love Brian Perfect. Shout out to and, Brian Perfect. And uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank thanks you guys. Thanks for having yeah. me. Thanks for stopping you, by. You. Well, thanks for letting me stop by, I guess. You guys didn't. I, I stopped by. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, check them out. See what they're doing. Uh, get out to a show. Hell yeah.